Okay, on this LPDS episode, we're diving into the health and wellness a little bit more. Specifically, those unique, trendy, kind of weird sort of techniques that you've been seeing out there on the internets lately on um, how to improve yourself, how to detox, get rid of toxins, how to be healthier, all these weird and quirky things. We got some fan feedback we're going to go over. Uh, We're going to discuss those a little bit further and see what you're... uh, are beneficial and which are snake oil. All right. We also have some potential big news update in the current events world, not in the LPDS world, unfortunately, in the current events world that we're going to get into. Uh, Super Bowl stuff, a whole bunch of things going on, plus a cage fact. It's all coming up right now. Right, Chabronis, we're back. Welcome back to the Libretti Podcast Diary Show. I'm your host, Libretti. It's the show about nothing that finds the lesson in everything. So if that's what you're if that's what you're looking for, you've come to the right place. We seemingly talk about nothing, always find the lesson, entertain, share a few laughs in the process. It's a good time. So welcome to the newcomers out there, if there are any, uh, to the returning. Uh, Junction Jabronis, whatever you want to call yourselves. Welcome back. Um, got a lot a lot going on this week. This is I love these weeks when there's a lot of stuff going on because we get to talk about it and we get to share in these memories and these current events and these what have yous. We are going to get into this, this specific, unique, uh, somewhat, some might say strange, weird, uh, health and wellness techniques and tactics that are out there uh, lately that have been storming the internets, um, sweeping the internets. Not storming. It's not Normandy over here. Uh, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna dissect which ones are beneficial, which ones are hogwash. Uh, we'll get into that to the junction. First, I got to get into some some uh, current events for you guys here because these are important. This stuff. As you know, the past couple of weeks, the Chinese spy balloon craze has been going, you know, berserk on the news and the media. In fact, most recently, I'm not sure when you guys are listening to this, but most recently, as time of recording, another object was shot out of the sky by the U.S. over Alaska uh, in the waters there up up in the uh, the great, great northwest um, that has not been officially linked to China or anything, anybody yet. Didn't look like it was a balloon this time per se, but it was a, an object in the airspace, and they got it early this time. They didn't let it fly across the entire country like the previous spy balloon that China was flying around, or excuse me, weather balloon, according to them. Um, but a couple things that I wanted to discuss with that real quick for everybody. Um, and again, this could, you can take this as tinfoil hatty. You could take this for for what you know, whatever, however you want. But this is just the facts here. While the first, this stupid thing stinks, this arm, this mic arm here in YouTube land, I thought it was going to be a good, easy way to, to mic up and be able to move the microphone around, but it's becoming more of a problem than anything else. Anyway, take this for what you will. The facts are, during the same week of the, the first Chinese spy balloon story, where it's floating across the United States, where, by the way, China has claimed it was a weather balloon and it had no ability to control itself. It was, you know, being taken by the wind. Come to find out, it had uh, intelligence gathering capabilities, very robust capabilities on there for a balloon, and it had the ability to control itself. So um, that's just, you know, politicians lying again. But a couple things were happening while this story was taking over the media, all right? I'm not saying they were covering these up, but the media certainly wasn't putting them out there, okay? The first one was um, the COVID relief finance budget hearings were going on. 
discussions in the House and, and Senate about uh, accounting for the money of the COVID relief funds, the billions and billions and billions of dollars that uh, taxpayers will eventually be paying the, the bill on um, for the COVID relief funds that we had. And they were going into great detail on where this money was going or trying to identify where this money was going. Um, a couple of the things, a couple of billion dollars went to um, diversity in education. Another couple billion, a couple million, excuse me, went to Planned Parenthood. A couple went overseas uh, for no specific reason, just to different countries overseas. Uh, one was to like a woman's thing in Egypt, maybe? Somewhere in the Middle East. And the question mark of the day was, what do all, most of these things have to do with COVID relief? And that's my question too. Now we're getting personal opinion wise. I have no problem with, you know, diversity and education, teaching correct history about uh, things uh, and not painting a good, you know, not painting just the, the positive picture, but being uh, realistic when it comes to history so we can actually learn from it and grow from it and don't repeat it. Um, but in the time of COVID, when businesses are shutting down, people's lives are being upended, people are dying, getting sick, uh, people don't know what to do. They, they're, they're, the, the economy is in the shitter, and we're giving money to diversity and education or foreign nations for no specific reason. They didn't tell us the reason. They just said COVID relief, but they didn't specify where the actual money is going to. So for all we know, that money went to the government so that they can invest in FTX or something. So that's what we're dealing with with that. That hasn't been mentioned at all with the COVID uh, relief. How you doing? The next thing I want to discuss with this, and I think we discussed it a little bit previously, but the DOD has another $2,000. 2000 I wish. $2 trillion from last year's budget that was unaccounted for. That means they spent the money and they have no receipts. They cannot tell the government where that money went, what they spent it on. They have no way of accounting for it. It's just gone. And the response by the, by the commissions, here's the response. Well, it, it's, it was better than it has been in the past with their accountability. It's, been, it's slightly less money this time. That's what we're dealing with, folks. Okay? That's the response to $2 trillion taxpayer dollars unaccounted for by our own military, the Department of Defense, really, as a whole. Gone. Spent on rubbish. And the government doesn't care. Oh, it's not my money. It's the taxpayer's money, so we don't really give a shit where it goes. That was what. That's what the response said to me anyway. And this is personal opinion. You can think what you want. You can agree or disagree with me. That's what it sounded like to me. It was like a just a, a kick right in the ass to the taxpayers. We really don't care about your money. So those things, those two things, among others, were going on right under our noses while the spy balloon was happening, going across the entire country. Uh, and we we're just letting it happen. And, uh, and that's that for for that story. Anyway, um, a couple other things going on that I want to talk about real quick. One of those is the Nord Stream pipeline updates. Now, if you're not tracking, the Nord Stream pipeline is owned by Russia. It's a fossil fuel pipeline, oil pipeline, whatever you want to call it, up in the waters of the Atlantic. And it was uh, so initially it, it looked like it was at a commission, you know, sp- surprisingly mysteriously that's the word i'm looking for mysteriously a little while back and now they're saying that it was blown up purposely exploded taken out uh, and there are multiple reports corroborated reports that the u.s was involved using their military to go our military to go and blow it up as like a statement to shut it down uh for a number of reasons uh political and well Mostly political. So 
the U.S. government is officially denying those reports, but there's no further information. Um, here's why this is important, folks, to, to at least learn about and, th- and, and educate yourselves on. Um, it's a hot ticket item. Oil and fossil fuels is obviously a hot ticket item. The current administration wants nothing to do with them uh, and are doing everything in their power to get rid of them and creating uh, problems or, or identifying, I should say. Creating is a little leading language, and I, I don't want to do that, but identifying quote-unquote problems with fossil fuels that are the reason why we need to get rid of them entirely uh, to include you know, a couple states, a couple towns in some states are pushing for um, banning gas ovens and gas stoves in houses, saying that it's dangerous for people. They can light on fire, this and that. Um, anyway, connect the dots, okay? The administration wants nothing to do with fossil fuels. All this stuff is going on in the U.S. to get rid of fossil fuels and to stop that. Pipeline shutdowns, banning of stuff, what have you. Ukraine and Russia things pops off and all of a sudden the Russian fuel pipeline goes kaput for a little bit and that takes away fossil fuels and oil to a number of different countries throughout Europe and I think even maybe US as well I'm not sure I don't maybe not anymore but at at one point we did Um, so just stuff to educate yourself on Um, go find out further information Go connect the dots on your own. Do the critical analysis and come up with an opinion on it uh, on yourselves. So there you go. That's that. Uh, the State of the Union address next up on my list of of uh, jokes of the day. I guess you could say complete complete joke, complete clown show. The entire time you had, <clears throat> excuse me, you had a a bumbling human being barely able to read a teleprompter. You had people giving standing ovations after nonsense was said. And I'm not saying like stuff you, I disagree with. It was literal nonsense. Like you could understand the words. There were no words. It was just noises, like fumbling of the words, noises, and then people were giving standing ovations for that. Uh, and then there was more mumblings and grumblings and, and actual non-English language, just noises because the person can't read anymore. Uh, and then there was people booing, booing that. They were booing nonsense. And then uh, grown adults in the stands, if you will, in the audience were just yelling and booing and and causing a scene when they didn't agree with something. And the whole thing from start to finish was a complete clown show, absolutely embarrassing. It doesn't matter what your beliefs are if you think what the president said was truthful, or if you think it was utter garbage um, filled with lies, or if you couldn't understand anything that was said because it was mostly mumblings, um, the way people acted on both sides of the of the, the aisle there, because right now in government, there's only two sides. And I know in reality, there is way more uh, opinions and sides and nuance to things like that. But when we're talking about the government inside D.C., there's only uh, one and two, the left and the right, uh, which is sad state of affairs to begin with. But to see how they reacted, both of the, both sides, how they acted throughout. These are adults that we elected to represent us, to lead our country, to protect us, to afford us our rights and freedoms on the, of the Constitution, to ensure national security, and to lead us to prosperity. These are who we voted, and this is how they're acting. Grown adults. And I don't want to hear people saying, well, this person on this side was the worst, so you should, you should be condemning them. Everybody was terrible. Everybody was an embarrassment. Everybody should be ashamed of themselves in there. And if you're defending anyone specifically and saying, oh, this side won because of this and this is more immature and this and that, you should be ashamed of yourself too. Because this is nonsense. This is absolute nonsense. This continues to go on. These are supposed to be grown adults leading our entire country, leading a nation in the world. And this is how they're acting, like children. And then you have people on the social medias applauding that. 
and perpetuating it and pushing for more childlike acts because my, that's my team and my team's going to win if we keep doing that. Nobody's winning, guys. All right? Spoiler alert for the creature. Nobody's winning. We're all losing this one. If this is the if these are the people in power protecting us and writing our laws and regulations, we're all losers. We're all big fat stupid big nose losers because we voted these losers in. So maybe let's get our head out of our asses. Heads, not head. And start really educating ourselves on who is running for office in each position, in each region, across the globe, across the country anyway, where we can vote. Because this is out of control. How we have children making millions of dollars off of us and and corruption acting like children that we voted in. It's despicable, okay? Everybody, and there's, there should be, we should universally be embarrassed by what, that, what, that, what was displayed on the State of the Union. Not the political views and not how we're physically actually doing as a country. Forget about it. The actual acting of the human beings, how they, how they behaved was absolutely embarrassing, abhorrent, despicable, laughable, sad, disheartening. There's no positive word, no positive spin you can put on that at all. And if you do, you're reaching. You're trying because you want to get your team spun in a good light because you don't want to admit to yourself that you're backing a dead horse. Because we all are right now. Anyway, moving on. Super Bowl happened. This is being recorded before the Super Bowl. Super Bowl 50, I don't know, 7? I don't know what it is. 23, whatever Super Bowl that is, Eagles, Chiefs. Here's what's going to happen. Here's the outcome, all right? The outcome is Philly's going to grease the poles and there's going to be mayhem in the city of Philadelphia. That's it. That's a guarantee. So by the time you're listening to this, you can you can listen to this and be like, yeah, Labretti was right. No matter what the score of the game is, The city of Philadelphia is going down. It is burning. And I'm a... Look, I'm a big Philly fan uh, of the city. The city of Philly. Not the sports. The city of Philly. It's where Rocky is. They got good... Good food. Blue collar, no-nonsense animals out there. Savage, scumbags, whatever you want to call them. So, I'm happy for them. Regardless of what happens, uh, I'm happy for them. Now, the big potential story... Before we get into the cage, I don't know. I'm going to give it a little LPDS caveat here because we got to be realistic on this one. I, I, I don't believe this will actually happen, but apparently a big chunk of the Epstein documents from the Glenn Maxwell trial and maybe the Epstein stuff in general is said to be released with names to be, you know, be released as well. They didn't say all names. They mentioned a lot of names. In the articles that I read, the the predominance of names that they mentioned were mainly people making accusations and involved in the case and witnesses and testimony and what have you. It was not a lot about people flying to the island and doing sex with children. It sounds like to me if they're going to release anything, they're still going to protect a good portion of the people actually involved, the people that need to be brought to justice. Prince Andrew, Alan Dershowitz, I think they said that their names might be released, and that's an easy easy one because their names have already been identified. They haven't mentioned much about uh, Clinton or Trump or anybody else just yet. But the problem I have with this whole thing is why are they protecting these people? And I know, innocent until proven guilty, this and that. Listen, just because you're innocent doesn't mean you have to remain anonymous. If you're actually innocent, you still have to be investigated. If there's enough 
cause for an investigation, you have to do the investigation. You got to you got to put it out there. Just because you say you're innocent doesn't mean you get to live prosperously and in and in hiding and anonymity. Oh, I'm uh, look. Whatever they said is not true. Therefore, get your name out of my mouth. Get my name out of your mouth. How you doing? We're having fun here, folks. That's not how it works, though. So they need to identify these people and investigate and actually bring those to justice who should be brought to justice. And if you're innocent and we the investigation goes through and you're good to go, you're good to go. That's how it's supposed to work. But of course, they're still protecting these people. According to how the government, the federal, you know, appellate courts and, and the justice system is working right now, according to the, how it's the process is with this particular situation, you have two people, one of them, Ghislaine Maxwell, was convicted of of child sex trafficking. And you had one who who was suicided, Jeff Epstein, who was being charged with that, plus rape, plus other things. Yet you have no perpetrators. They were there for the trafficking, but you have nobody on trial for rape, statutory or otherwise, sex with minors, pedophilia, none of that. How does that make sense? How can you have someone get in trouble for child sex trafficking and no perpetrators of the child sex? You have victims. You have the children. The people who were underage at the time, they've been identified. The only piece missing are the perpetrators. And and everyone seems to be okay with that. That's what's mind-boggling to me. That they, they're just getting away with the fact that they're just going to let these rapists, these child rapists, walk free because they're all positions of power. They're all powerful people in the media and the government. And they don't want to, you know, want to make any ways with these guys or gals or whoever. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. So, of course, I'm going to keep talking about it. I'm going to keep getting hot and bothered about it. I'm going to keep bringing it to light as much as I can. So we'll see how that release goes. But I imagine it's going to be a couple of names we already knew. Dershowitz, Prince Andrew. A couple of the victims' names who were anonymous in their testimonies. They'll be put out there, which is great for them because now they're going to get attacked by perpetrators and the Clintons are going to go suicide them probably. And then nothing really is going to happen out of it. It's going to be a whole nothing burger like the JFK documents that they said were, were, you know, we're releasing more documents and it was really just stuff we already knew. So I'm not too uh, hopeful about that one, but we'll see. We'll see. Anyway, we'll get right into it. Get right into it. You know, we're... 15 minutes in already, 23 minutes in. So we'll step into the cage. Okay, let's run. All right. Today's Into the Cage segment is proudly sponsored by the Jehovah's Witnesses. Are you living in the dark and looking for a way out? Are you desperately seeking a controlling, a manipulative, abusive organization to brainwash you and sleep with your wife? Do you have 30 seconds to talk about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? Then the Jehovah's Witnesses are for you. Take this pamphlet about the light of our Savior and Lord and join us every Thursday night for our Bible study and wife swap event. Just head on down to your town's local condemned historic theater this week and finally see the light of the Jehovah's Witnesses. And if you give the doorman the code swingers for our savior, you'll get free punch at our Thursday events. Jehovah's Witness, everybody. I got nothing else to say about that. (laughs) All right, the cage fact. Um, There were reports recently, not reports, but uh, an account, if you will, an unknown actor, an anonymous actor who has worked with Nicolas Cage in the in the past, gave some information about him uh, and during you know filming or whatever. And the thing that they mentioned, sorry, I'm I gotta clean some stuff up. Anyway, the thing that they mentioned was that Nick Cage does not rehearse with the rest of the cast. They'll have um, a couple runs of the script. 
un, you know, unfilmed. They're just going to run through it a little bit. And then they come in and film and do action, and that's that. Nick Cage doesn't take part in any of that. He rehearses in seclusion, and he sends out stand-ins, body double, not really a body double, but just a stand-in to do the rehearsing so that the other actors can get prepared on, you know, on their own. And then right before action, right before they click the how you doing and start filming, he runs in there, he performs a scene, and then he's back out the door. And doesn't really socialize, he just does his business and gets out and then does his socializing after the day, the work day is done. This actor said, he comes in, he crushes the scene, and then he's out. And he said it was one of the more impressive things that he or she, I say he, I don't know who it is, it's an anonymous person. Um, it's one of the more impressive things that they've seen uh, from an actor is they just come in seemingly cold with no prior relationship with the other actors out there, blasts the scene to kingdom come, and then out into the sunset. And if you didn't, you know, if you don't think that's the most Nick Cage thing to do when it comes to acting and and working, then you're probably an idiot. Uh, You haven't been listening to this show long enough. But if, you know, if you want to get smart on Nick Cage, listen to previous episodes, and there's a Cage fact every week. All right, that's the cage fact. Thank you very much for that. We'll uh, get on over to the junction and spin the logo up. The topic of the day in the junction is weird, wacky, trendy, unique health and wellness tactics and techniques that people have heard about. Maybe you've tried them before, and we want to get a little bit more education on what these are and if they're good. If they're worth it. I don't know for sure on some of them. But we're going to get into it right now. Okay. So hopefully let's be sure we got a few submissions from some some fans. And uh, away we go. So the first one. Judo chopping. This person said judo chopping. I thought it was something weird. I looked it up and it's just judo chopping. There was no... Uh, there was no strange additional technique or tactic uh, out there that he was referring to this person. He was referring to the standard whoosh, judo chop. Now, this might not be the, um, the most healthy thing as far as total body health and wellness. Uh, it's going to be a good workout for the arm if you're doing it right. And it burns calories. So if nothing else, you're getting your body moving if you want to do a couple of judo chops, a couple of hard, aggressive judo chops after a meal to burn off the calories you just took in so you're not laying dormant, it's it can't be that bad for you. Um, so I am, uh, I'm not anti-judo chop. I wouldn't do it myself, but I'm not really anti-judo chop, so thank you for that submission. All right, the next one here, the old classic colonics, the colonic cleansing. Now, the first time I heard about a colonic was actually from the movie Nutty Professor when they were at the the kitchen table scene. They're eating dinner as a family, and it's really all Eddie Murphy and that one hefty kid, Hercules. And the and the mother's talking about going to get a colonic uh, to cleanse, you know, her anus. And... Uh, I didn't, you know, that was the first time I heard it. I had to look it up, figure out what it was. Um, but somebody asked again, and it brought back memories of that scene and the farting and the how you doing, and it was tremendous. <coughs> Excuse me. Had a sneeze there, folks. Um, so I did some final, you know, more digging to see uh, since that time if it's, you know, if there's been any sort of verification that colonics work, uh, cleansing, does anything good for you in that regard. Now, Here's what it purportedly said. That colonic cleanses are said to, this is funny actually to me, it's to remove uh, hydro, hydroponically, I don't know the, the term to use when they water hydraulic, like a power wash of your, of your colon, your a-hole. It was reported to uh, cleanse you, cleanse your colon of quote-unquote unknown 
toxins in your colon. And it's been in it's been a, a a thing, especially in Hollywood, at least early on, a popular thing to do for decades now. And they still do it to this day. I don't know how if it's if it's less popular or not, but it's still a thing. Okay, people are still taking that information and that's enough for them to spend money to get some weird, you know, mineral water fire hosed up their up their beeholes for a detox, a, a toxin cleansing of unknown toxins. They say, we don't know what the toxins are. We can't verify. We just know that they're in there. And that the only way to get them out is if we give you a power enema regularly, weekly, monthly, whatever. And people are paying for this. Now, in reality, there have been more than enough medical professionals that don't have any sort of a stake in the game. They're not being bought out by big colonic to, you know, push a certain agenda here. They're just speaking from a, an actual objective medical health and wellness perspective um, and their professional opinion as doctors. Uh, all colonics really do, they'll clean, they'll clean out extra dingleberries and shits and what have yous but there's no toxins in there. There's no toxins that a water a water hose is going to take out, a fire hydrant is going to take out for you. And it it takes out some valuable like vitamins and other stuff that I don't know anything about cuz I'm an idiot all along the lining of the colon and the intestines that your body needs like enzymes and and shit like that. And it's cleaning that out. And you're you're losing that protection that natural protection of your of your colons because of that. So if anything, there's a higher chance that you're doing more damage to your b-holes than you are detoxing them of unknown toxins. Malarkey. So the verdict on that, judo chop that that one is snake oil. All right. Moving on to the next one. This this person uh submitted, and I don't know how often they do this, bourbon and cigars. Drinking bourbon, good bourbon, and uh, smoking cigars on a regular basis. That's all they said regularly. I don't know. So I don't know if that's daily or a bunch of times or what have you. Um, Here's the thing, okay? From a, a, a physical health and wellness standpoint, too much whiskey and tobacco products is proven to be unhealthy for you for your organs your you know your lungs uh cancer alcoholism what have you it's that's proven however comma what's also been more so anecdotally proven is that if you if you have this in a, in, a, in a correct amount and it's controlled and you're not overdoing it. This has been huge for stress relief and mental and emotional health and wellness. Now, if you're abusing this stuff, it's not good. But if you're doing it, I don't want to say correctly or, or right because there's no right way to do booze and tobacco. Um, moderately, I guess you could say moderately, appropriately. Um, there are a lot of uh, emotional not a lot of, but there are mental and emotional health benefits to that, which is really like a de-stress. Like after a long day, you you know have a, have a nice cigar, you can relax, you can de-stress from the day, have a little bourbon with it, and you're back to even. You're good to go. It's not; it doesn't become a crutch to you that you need to have that to survive and be you know at even anymore. No, it's just a nice thing to add. If that's a part of your relaxation, then it's definitely beneficial. If you're if you're using it as an excuse to have six cigars a day and a bottle of whiskey or bourbon a day, that's a problem. That's not an excuse. That's a problem. Okay, and you need help. And you can make all the bullshit excuses inside your head that you want. You have a problem and you need to seek out help. Okay, this person in particular does not have a problem. Uh, but I know people who do this 
uh, and use this as an excuse because they do have a problem. They don't want to admit it. So I'm talking to those people right now. If you're listening, get help. Otherwise, it's probably not bad for you. I won't, I won't judo chop that one into a snake oil uh, realm. So there you go. Thank you for that submission. All right. This next submission, it's probably more strange for any woman or non-athlete to hear this. Um, I don't know if they do it in the weightlifting or CrossFit world, but uh, they certainly do it in the baseball world and probably any other sports that require hands, uh, hand stuff, maybe hockey. I don't know. Um, pissing on your hands to toughen up the, the calluses and stuff like that. That was a submission by somebody who they wanted to know what the deal with that is. Now, it is pretty well known, at least if you're a Yankee fan, that back in the day, Jorge Posada was a catcher. Um, he used to he used to hit with no batting gloves, just bare hands on bat. Uh, and he said he would piss on his hands because it would toughen the calluses around his fingers and thumbs and appendages so that it wouldn't rip and blister when he swung the bat. Because that's the reason for batting gloves. You get better grip on the bat, and it protects your skin from wear and tear and rub and tug, if you will. And I will. So he does the pee-pee on the hands in the shower, uh, and then it that... I don't know, something about the pee-pee and the urine toughens the calluses or whatever. I never did any sort of looking up on the medical um, fact-checking, if you will, on if if pee-pee does that. I know that, I guess from a placebo effect, if nothing else, it it doesn't hurt. And I'll admit, I pee-peed on my hands in the past back in college for the same reason. I It didn't not work. I wasn't rife with blisters. I had tough hands. And this is not like, this is not some weird, it's like swingers party. You dip your hands in bowls of pee-pee and then you go touching people. You're in the shower. You do pee-pee. You wash your hands with soap and water. I know I'm going to get heat for this. I don't care anymore. I'm too deep in it. I know I'm going to get heat for this. You wash your your whole hands and body afterwards with soap and water, and you're good to go. You're clean and good to go, which is more than what I can say and what I'm sure others can say about dudes who go go to the bathroom and take a piss and then don't wash their hands, and they have pee-pee frag all over them, and they leave that, or they don't wash their hands after they do dumps. This is a, a hygienic way to get the benefits of pee-pee on your hands so you can callus up and toughen the hands. And it seemed to work. Like I said, it didn't not work. And I don't know if it was a placebo. I just wanted to believe it because it would justify pee-pee on my hands. I don't know, but I never really got blisters uh, playing baseball regularly doing that. Um, and neither the Jorge Posada apparently either. So uh, that one gets the seal of approval. It gets the judo chop of approval in my book. And I I know I'm going to get heat for that. I know I am. I don't care anymore. I'm, I have nothing else to live for but to get heat from the junction, so bring it on. All right, the next one here, this person submitted uh, a couple times, not just one time, a couple times, clients have approached me and their personal trainer or whatever, um, and maybe medical professional as well, um, and asked if uh, if if tape if a tapeworm eating a tapeworm would help them cleanse and detox a tapeworm like the parasite the ones that you see in the movies and shows where people eat it and it eats away at the at all the food in your stomach while you take it down and you're constantly hungry but you're not gaining weight whatever that's an easy easy answer that's a judo chop right to the snake oil realm that's garbage okay that might have been a tactic way back in the day when the people were putting leeches on you to suck poisonous blood out of you or bad blood out of you when they didn't know any better, back when they believed witches existed and they were doing the Blair Witch Projects. That's not it. The Salem Witch Trials? Hello. We have fun here. Uh, but it's not anymore. It's the 21st century. That's malarkey. If you put a parasite in your body, it's not going to help you cleanse or detox. Okay, here's the thing about detoxing. I'm trying to see if there's any other submissions that had to do with actual taking out toxins because there's been some stuff you do where you put your feet in some weird serum and that 
takes the detox out and all this other stuff that they're selling you to put on your body to take the toxins out. Here's a big thing that people uh, should already know about, okay? And this is from doctors and medical professionals all over the, the world. You don't release toxins like that. You don't have sticky, you know, sticky paper or glue or some bullcrap product or tapeworm that just takes toxins out of you from your skin or your stomach, like from your pores. That's not how it works. Toxins are, our bodies are not rife with these strange toxins that, that seem to have no problem seeping out of our pores if we use the right sticky paper sold by, you know, 3M or, or Billy Mays or whoever, some Reiki master that's just trying to make a quick buck off of some, a couple of idiots. That's not how it works. We don't have toxins in our body that do that. You can't pull toxins from our skin like that. It's malarkey. And you can tell me, oh, yes, you can. This guy told me. It's not true, okay? Do your research. Ask a medical professional, hey, accredited medical doctor, professional, whatever, nurse that went to a school and got a degree and works at a, a medical you know, facility and not some whole, you know, not some hut in their backyard where they put triangles and crystals on you. Ask them, hey, if I put this sticky paper on the bottom of my feet, can I, can I pull toxins out and be healthier? They're going to be like, yeah, and I have a bag of horse shit to sell you too that's supposed to be healthy for you if you eat it. You want that as well? They're going to laugh you right out of there. Okay? It's not real. So anytime someone's trying to sell you anything about detoxing your body through weird cleanses and colonics and skin sticky paper and tapeworm, you, at the very least, ask the questions. Prove it. Tell me how this happens. What specific toxins are you talking about? Why do toxins, why do these toxins come out of your skin? Challenge them. Okay? Don't just blindly buy into that crap. All right? Tapeworm, judo chop, you're garbage. Next one. Thank you for the submission. This is an interesting one. It's the earthing and grounding uh, technique. It's... The techniques, it's the idea of, of getting your body, your skin on the dirt, on the ground, whether it's bare feet, walking on your grass, the beach, laying down, uh, skin to earth, to the ground outside, natural ground, not cement, uh, natural ground um, for you know, 20, 30 minutes, whatever it is, that. And they say that it, it provides... Um, what the heck did they say? It's not again. It's not a detox thing. It's not a. Uh, it's not a like a weird nutrients thing that pops up. It's just. It's just a connection to the earth. Uh, allows some sort of endorphin thing to happen in your body. Um, I don't know anything more about it. In fact, I'm going to look it up real quick to see if there's anything that's a little bit more specific on that. So stand by one second here. Okay, so the, the information I've gathered was that earthing is getting your getting body skin to soil has like an energy uh, transfer sort of tactic where the earth's energy is is opposite the human energy, like positive, negative, like a magnet kind of thing. And that connection helps with an, with an energy transfer and like a, a a a beneficial sort of transition or whatever it is. Again, that sounds like nonsense. Um, and there are businesses built around selling you garbage when it comes to earthing, earthing mats, earthing products, different vitamins and nutrients to put in your body for to prepare you for earthing. Here's the thing about this one. This is why I don't have a necessary like necessarily have a problem with it to give it, at least give it a shot is because in reality if it's true to its word, if it does what, you know, what with earthers say it's going to do, grounders say it's going to do, 
you don't need to buy anything. You just need to walk outside and get your your skin to the soil on the ground for 20, 30 minutes, an hour, whatever it is, and see if you feel any sort of benefits at all. In the few, it'll probably take a few times. It's not going to happen overnight. I got that. But just to give it a shot, see if it's going to give you any sort of benefit. Maybe you get better sleep. Maybe you feel better throughout the day. Your energy levels are a little bit more even keeled as opposed to ups and downs and what have you. But if someone's telling you you need to go to this earthing class, you need to buy these mats and these supplements and these what whatevers, don't do that, okay? There is not enough actual information on the benefits the scientifically proven benefits of earthing with these products to justify buying these products, okay? So I would say I would I would go forth and conquer on trying earthing and grounding, give it a shot, but I would judo chop the products that people are trying to peddle you and the classes they say on how to properly earth and ground. Here's how you properly go and do earthing and grounding. Go the hell outside. Take your shoes and socks off, which I probably won't be doing anytime soon, and walk your your happy ass outside and do it for 20, 30, 40, 50 minutes, whatever it is. Okay? You don't need a class. You don't need some weird guru who's going to try to fuck your wife to go tell you that you need to get naked and lay on the ground, and then you have to pay that person, and then use their special mats while they're out there stooping your wife in the back getting their earthen and grounding in. You don't need that garbage, okay? So judo chop that. That's garbage. That's snake oil. Thank you for the submission, though. All right, moving right along. We only got a couple left. The next one is called Transcendental Meditation. It uses... Now, it's it's meditation, and we all know that med- meditation, historically, you know, they, they claim it has a very calming, healing effects... Similar to, I guess, what you would imagine earthing would be where um, you're even killing your energy, you're de-stressing, uh, you're, you're cooling down, you're taking yourself outside of yourself, if you will. Um, taking the LPDS step back in life in general. Um, and there's a lot of introspection that can happen in there, and there's a lot of benefits that have, people have um, claimed to have by meditating. And this is this is very similar to earthing and grounding meditation in general where you don't need to do anything. You just need to sit in a room and focus on your breathing. There are free apps out there that that people will teach you, you know, talk to you about, a free YouTube videos, free stuff out there that'll tell you how um, you can uh, properly uh, have a good meditation session uh, and build up to, you know, a uh, regular schedule of meditation and, and finding out the benefits of that without having to pay anybody. It's out there on the internets. And it's as basic as sitting in silence, not thinking about anything, focusing on your breath only and not the thoughts of the day. And that takes time, obviously. It's hard to not think about anything, but there are ways you can get to that. Anyway, transcendental meditation apparently is, obviously, it's a class, of course. It's a class you go to where, a you know, a Guru Mishka comes in or whatever they're called and has to teach you how to do it appropriately. They're the only people that know how to do it. And it's, they silently use a sound called their mantra through the meditation. So I, I, I've tried to look this up to figure out what the hell that means. I don't know what silently using a sound is. If it's an actual sound that you can't hear because it's a certain frequency or if it's a sound that's so quiet, uh, you, you, they call it s- silent. I don't know what the hell it is. All I know is I am not paying money to go to a class to sit in silence and be told how to sit in silence. This, this is the only way to get benefit out of meditation is by doing it this way. No thanks, pal. No fucking thanks. And Terrence, I'm sorry. Family show, I know I've been dropping F-bombs a lot this episode. Way more than in the past you know, year, actually. I, I think I've been getting better at it, except for, except for today. Um, but there's no way I'm spending money for some jerk-off to tell me that he's the only one who can teach me how to sit in silence. I'm good. All right? So 
I would I would judo chop that as garbage. Uh, but meditation, again, like earthing and grounding, there are potential benefits to that. So I would give those a shot. Give them earnest shots. Look them up the information, the free information out there on how to benefit from that, and then give it a shot. Okay. Um, this one right here, and this is an interesting one. It's called sunning. And this is not, now everybody knows about the benefits of just going outside and getting sun, vitamin D on the skin. It's the best way to get vitamin D. And we all know vitamin D is very important to fight against, you know, sickness and build your immunity up as we've learned, especially most recently in the past couple of years. Um, but being out there in the sun, that gets you the vitamin D. Now, Apparently, this sunning technique, this sunning craze, does it better. This is the best way to get the vitamin D and all the nutrients and the energies and the goodness that the sun has to offer the body. However, it involves you being naked outside somewhere, hopefully not in public, and you're, it's not fetal position. It's like spread eagle, like baby changing diaper, spread eagle sort of how you doing where your legs are up. I can't even do it like this. If you're looking in YouTube all the way back, your, your back is on the ground. You're up spread, spread eagle. Your asshole is open. And if you're a guy, your ball sack is flopped as much onto your stomach as possible because the idea is you want to get that sun up your a-hole and all over your perineum. And if you don't know what a perineum is, it's your taint, it's your nifkin, your gooch. That is apparently the medical term for your taint is perineum. And apparently the sun getting direct Sunlight to your ball bag, your perineum, and your a-hole. That's how you get the most benefits from the sun. Directly to that. 20, 30 minutes maybe, if that. And you feel alive after. And I don't know if you feel alive because of the benefits from the sun. Because I do feel better after getting sun. I go outside. When I'm walking the dog in the backyard, I take him outside. I throw the ball with, with old Randy if it's warm enough out, I'm de-shirting. And I'm staying out there for a little while because getting that vitamin D directly on you is fantastic. And I feel better. I do feel a little bit more pep in my step. So I don't know if the benefits of this is you're going to feel alive because you're getting that directly in there or because you're, you're living on the edge. You're naked somewhere outside. At any moment, someone can see you, and let's be honest, for most of us, if someone sees me out there naked, it's not going to be like, ooh, I want I want more of that. It's going to be like, hey, why is this guy ball bag on his stomach and his a-hole is blinking at me? They're going to call the cops. So living on the edge, knowing that you're doing something a little naughty, a little Nicky Sticks naughty... And that's what makes you feel alive. Because we all know when we do something a little bit bad, we do feel a little, you know, we feel a little alive. It's very, it's very cool. Like one of the first time I smoked a heater, after my mom told me she would kill me if I smoked a heater, and I found a way, and I felt a little bit on edge. I felt a little bit right here, baby. And it was good. And I wanted more of it. So I don't know if that's the feeling you get by sunning your ball bag and your perineum, your nifkin, your your a hole, and for the ladies, I think it I think the same applies to your tinier nifkins, um, and your hoo has. I don't know. I'm sure it does, according to the gurus that you have to you know pay money to to get more of their sage advice and wisdom. Here's here's a, another funny thing, by the way. When it comes to some of these techniques, these weird ones, like the tapeworm and the sunning of your peepees and poo-poos, you never, the, the experts, 
the professionals are most of the time in the same generation. The younger millennial to Gen X, Gen Z, whatever the the the, the new not Gen Z, not Gen X, I don't know. Millennials and after. You don't really see any baby boomers or people older than us millennials who have been around for a while peddling this crap. Okay? That should be an indicator. I'm not talking like the old dudes, like the old corrupt animals that run our government, the grandpas crapping themselves and the grandmas crapping themselves. I'm talking about people slightly older than us. I'm a millennial, I think barely. Slightly older than us, you know, 30s, 40s, 50s, who have been around for a while, have a good head on their shoulders. They're not the ones peddling this, okay? That should probably tell you something about what this strange new health technique might be, okay? It's more than not, it's more than more than likely, more than not snake oil. None of that grammatically made sense. I realize that. But you get what I'm saying. More times than not. That's the, that's the term. This brain figured it out. I got it. I got it. More times than not, it's garbage, okay? Because it's being pushed by idiots who bought into it. It's almost like a pyramid scheme where you buy into it thinking, oh, this is the, this is the future. And you're so caught up in the majesty of having your ball bag out in the sun that you don't think for a second, like, wait a second. Can't I just do this by taking my hat off or my shirt off? Do I really have to face my asshole directly to the sun to get benefits from this and and pay money to some sheik who's telling me how to do it the right way? I, I don't think so, okay? That's my personal opinion. Now, I come as a victim of being a sucker many times as a youth. Not really with the health and wellness stuff, but with other things in general. Thinking, you know, buying into uh, pyramid schemes. Some of them I knew about. Some I didn't know about at the time when I was young and dumb. But some I knew about and still bought into it because I made money off of it. uh, And I found a way. Um, other things that I've done in my life where I learned the hard way, okay? So I'm coming to you from a, uh, from a, a spot of experience where I know to ask questions now before I make any sort of decisions on stuff like this. So the moral of the story here, the lesson with all these health and wellness techniques is to do your research, take the step back, the LPDS step back, ask the questions before you make any rash decisions on things you're going to do to your body or put in your body or whatever. Or get arrested for being naked out in public because your asshole needs to get direct sunlight or else you, you know, your toxins will take over. Whatever it is, all right? So thank you for that submission. That's the moral of the story. The last submission I have here, obviously this is a joke because in no real-world scenario where somebody with a good head on their shoulders think that this was a wild and cockamamie health and wellness technique, but this submission from somebody said the big three was a, a wild, weird, ridiculous health and wellness tactic and technique that they have questions about. Now, I know this has had to be a joke because I can't believe for a second that this anonymous submitter believes that because we've talked about the big three time and time again it's also free guys okay if you think it's snake oil and garbage you just don't have to listen to it okay i'm not asking you to pay any money to listen to me flap my gills about the big three and i almost take offense to this guy accusing me of selling snake oil but I'm going to let it go. I think it's a troll. I'm going to let this person slide because we don't let trolls win. Okay? I appreciate the submission, Mr. Troll or Mrs. Troll or whatever you are. Thank you for your feedback. I always appreciate it. Um, but the big three is obviously not snake oil because I invented it. So you're welcome. 
that's all I got for this. I'm pretty sure that's no more submissions. The, again, the moral of the story, ask questions before you spend money or do things to your body in the name of health and wellness, okay? Because it's important. Because there are actual consequences if you do something stupid because you didn't educate yourself and you just believe some nonsense from somebody. Shoving fire hose up your ass to get rid of toxins, unknown toxins, unverified toxins. Probably not the best thing, okay? So do your research. That's what we always say. Do your research before anything, before making a decision, having an opinion, moving forward on anything, all right? That's all I got for that. Before we go, the big three, of course. Um, For those of you who don't know, the big three are the three pillars, the foundation of the LPDS to staying strong and being a better, happier, less stressed out human being and spreading that positivity to the rest of the world. All right, number one, exercise every day. Doesn't matter what it is. Get your body moving, okay? Burn calories. Get the chemicals in your body rushing through your system. And that'll make you feel better physically, mentally, and emotionally. And then you'll eventually do that every day. You'll get healthier physically, mentally, and emotionally. All right, there's a... a, um, Not a chain effect. You know what I mean. A river effect. God, I am stupid today. I don't remember the phrase of what kind of chain of events it has on you by physically doing activity. Anyway, you get my drift. I'm a moron. I apologize. Number two, the most difficult one to do, but also simple in concept, is just don't be a shitty person. All right? When there's the opportunity out there to be shitty to some other human being, don't take the opportunity. Take the opportunity to abstain. All right? It's a lot easier to follow your emotions and be a shitty person to someone. Take a jab at them on the internets. Type out a little shit talk, a little jab, a little gotcha at somebody thinking, oh, it's just a profile. Nobody gives a shit. It's going to be funny. I'm going to show them. I'm really going to show them and then walk away. That's the easiest thing to do because emotionally, you want it. you're feeling it. You're impulsive. You want to do it. It's a much harder to feel that emotion and then don't act on it, not acting on it. Much harder to do that. But that's what, that's what we're asking you to do, okay? When you have the opportunity to be a shitty person, don't. Just abstain from it. Just do nothing, okay? And instead of doubling the amount of shit and negativity in the world, you are now, that's how you're taking out negativity and shit in the world, okay? Because being an asshole to somebody who, even if you think they're also an asshole, that's not going to solve the problem. That's just doubling down on assholery. And that's not what we want to do, all right? Number three, the most important one, to be genuinely thankful and grateful for all the good you have in your lives, all right? We got a lot of good shit in our lives. If you're listening to this, whether in a car or your smartphone or television or game console or whatever, on your earbuds, whatever it is, that's a pretty good life you're living. Unless you're only living in a box with an iPhone, um, then you're not living the greatest life compared to others, but you should probably rethink what's going on with your life if you're paying for iPhone services uh, and you're living in a box. So don't do that. But be genuinely grateful and thankful for all the good you have in your lives. When you feel that, when you feel that gratitude for real and not just saying it and not just pretending in, in, in surface level, you know, throwing it aside, tossing it out there, but feeling that gratitude, you'll have a, a better, more positive impact on others in your life. And you'll and you'll feel better about yourself because your your existence will be focused on gratitude and positivity and not the negativity and the shittiness and the hurdles you got in your day. Um, you're gonna be focusing on the good and you'll be able to better adjust to those hurdles because your mind is in the right spot. And you couple that with not being a shitty person and just getting yourself out of that world altogether. And you couple that 
with exercising every day so you're healthier and you feel better physically, mentally, emotionally. And now we're talking, okay? That's the big three. That's what it's all about. If you disagree, fight me on it. Come on the show, call the hotline, 202-670-1114, and we'll discuss it all day long. I have no problem discussing with somebody who disagrees with the big three. Um, I I encourage uh, professional uh, disagreements. We'll put it that way. Because we can all learn and grow from people who disagree with us and have different opinions. So there you go. That's it. That's all I got today. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Thank you guys for everything. Uh, Hit the hotline, 202-670-1114. Tell me what topics you want to hear in the future, what lessons you're looking to learn, funny stories you want to hear from me, whatever it is. You can hit the hotline. You can hit the email, Diary at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Facebook. Uh, Just find Libretti Podcast Diary Show. On Instagram, LPD underscore show, um, and and let us know. Tell your friends and enemies. Don't forget to review the, this stuff as well, um, and the world will be a better place for it. So thank you guys again. I love you all. Stay strong.